Today is February the 1st. Can we change? Let's find out together as we read Genesis 32 to 35. Here on this Tuesday, we complete the story of Jacob by reading Genesis chapter 32 all the way to chapter 35. So yesterday, we saw how hostility continued to govern Jacob's life. Now Jacob is returning to the land of his father. He doesn't know yet if his father is still alive. He assumes that his brother Esau is, and that his brother is still out for blood. So in the first part of chapter 32, Esau prepares gifts, basically bribes, to be sent to Esau. When we come to the middle of chapter 32, there is a strange story, starting in verse 22. During the night, Jacob got up, took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his eleven sons, and he crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other sides, he sent over all his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. Jacob means the wrestler, the one who fights. A man comes and picks a fight with him. They wrestle all night long. Jacob probably at this point doesn't know who the man is, but when the man saw that dawn was breaking, with a simple touch, he wrenches Jacob's hip from its socket. Jacob limped for the rest of his life. Jacob recognized, okay, this guy's a little bit different. So he says, I won't let you go unless you bless me. The man says, what's your name? Jacob, the wrestler. The man says, your name will no longer be Jacob. From now on, you'll be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men, and you've won. The name Israel doesn't mean I am the wrestler. It means God fights. God fights for me. Jacob recognizes that this is now God. He asks him his name, and the man refuses to give him his name. Jacob calls the name of the place Peniel, which means the face of God. Now in chapter 33, Jacob and Esau meet. Jacob has sent all kinds of gifts, basically bribes ahead of himself. Esau receives the bribes. Starting in verse 9, my brother, I have plenty, Esau answered. Keep what you have for yourself. Jacob insisted, no, if I've found favor with you, please accept this gift from me. 
What a relief to see her friendly smile. It's like seeing the face of God. Please take this gift that I brought you. For God has been very gracious to me. I have more than enough. And because Jacob insisted, Esau finally accepted the gift. Now, at first glance, it looks like simply Esau, Jacob is bribing Esau and Esau accepts the bribe. There's something deeper here. Part of the firstborn is the acquisition not just of goods, but of responsibilities. The firstborn takes the role of the provider for the family. Jacob assumes that role. Esau accepts that Jacob is providing for him. And there is peace with Esau. Chapter 34, uh, we have a, a horrible story of uh, one of the daughters of Jacob by Leah, his wife. Her name was Dinah. She went to visit uh, some young women in the area, friends, and a particular man of the village that she was visiting saw her, thought she was attractive, and he raped her. But after the rape, he fell in love with her. And so he sent word to Jacob to arrange the marriage, the marriage of himself with Dinah. Well, <clears throat> Jacob heard what he had done, heard of the rape of his daughter, but Jacob did nothing about it. Now, two of Leah's other sons decide to do something about it. Um, this is Simeon and Levi, who go to the man and they say, well, arrange your marriage, but we can't give our sister to you because you are not circumcised as we are. You have to be circumcised and all the men of your town if you want to marry Dinah. The men allow that. They allow themselves to be circumcised. And before they are healed, Simeon and Levi and their servants attack, kill all of the men, plunder their houses, take everything that was in the village. Jacob finds out about it. He's angry at Simeon and Levi, and they basically say, you didn't do anything. Jacob swings from being a fighter to avoiding conflict. Now in chapter 35, Jacob returns to Bethel. He sets up his camp there. When he gets there, it is interesting to look to see what he says in verse 2. Jacob told everyone in his household, Get rid of all your pagan God idols. Purify yourselves. Put on clean clothing. Now, he does that in an act of service to God, but again, there's something else going on here. 
Rachel stole her father's household gods, probably in an attempt to claim um, rights of the firstborn, to claim inheritance when Laban died. By destroying those idols, Jacob is saying, I have no claim on Laban. What's his is his. What's mine is mine. This is sufficient. I don't need anything from Laban. All through uh, chapter 35, we see Jacob setting up uh, uh, his camp there. God appears to him. In verse 11, God said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. You want a fighter? I'm a fighter. But then God says to Jacob, be fruitful and multiply. You'll become a great nation, even many nations. Kings will be among your descendants. I'll give you the land I once gave to Abraham and Isaac. Yes, I'll give it to you and your descendants after you. The Lord extends the covenant to Jacob. The end of chapter 35, Jacob's wife Rachel dies in childbirth, giving birth to uh, a baby whom his father called Benoni, which means the son of my sorrow. However, uh, they called him Benjamin son of my right hand. At the end of the chapter, Isaac also dies. Jacob and Esau buried Isaac with his ancestors. Next week, we'll continue the story, jumping now ahead to look at Joseph. We started today with a question, can I change? Jacob changed. But we found that change eluded him. He was still paying the price of the hostility that he lived before and that he taught his sons. The destruction of the village Shechem is one uh, uh, byproduct of that hostility. Yes, we can change. But we have to realize that the penalty for our sins, the uh, results of our sins, don't simply go away. They're going to be there even after we've changed. Can I change? Yeah. You can change. Yesterday we asked you to look at your own life, see if there was any hostility there. Is there? Change. Leave that hostility, but recognize that even when you do, you may still have to pay the price for that hostility. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you used to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll turn to the book of Psalms and Proverbs and simply enjoy some beautiful poetry.